Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host, and thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business, presented by the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. It's coming up August 3rd and 4th. I'm going to keep reporting it over and over until we sell this show out. USCCExpo.com is where you need to go ahead and register for your tickets. Come join us and the Cannabis Radio team there. We will be there live all weekend long. Go ahead and meet some of your great hosts of the, here on the network, including yours truly. And let's get part of this. So please go ahead and go sign on now. Get your tickets. Get your plane tickets and get into the hotel room block, usccexpo.com. We want to see you there. So here on the show, we're going to talk with a company that is providing customers with the most expensive cannabis flower on the market, quote, end quote. A Green Entrepreneur article proclaimed at $80 per an eighth of a jar, a Golden State is like the Maybach of marijuana. <laughs> Maybach, all you can think of is uh, Rick Ross when I think of that. I haven't heard him put out a new album in a while. But anyway, I'm here with the founder and managing partner of Satya Capital and the CEO co-founder of A Golden State, Nishant Reddy. Nishant, thanks for joining us here on the show. Thank you for having us. It's my pleasure. Our pleasure as well. You and your partner, master cultivator Robert Masterson, wanted to, quote, create a company that would be using entirely their own genetics that would be grown organically using sustainable energy where we would be controlling and being held accountable to the entire seed-to-sale process, end quote. Talk to me about the need to have that kind of philosophy and that kind of autonomy. Yes, absolutely. So I'd just like to clarify that, um, you know, we grow with the combination of both organic and biomineral nutrients, um, but with that being said, I think that that level of attention to detail is absolutely important because it's the only way that we can ensure that we're producing the type of products that we are. Um, like anything else, you know, if you want to produce high quality, above average products, there's uh, there's a correlation in terms of you know um, dedication to the craft, attention to detail, quality of the inputs that you're putting into something. Um, you know, human intellectual capital, environment. So for us, we take all of those different variables extremely seriously. Um, and that's the way we're able to produce a Golden State's high quality flower and able to do it at a consistent level. It's really interesting how all the different California companies we talked to on the show, they're very concerned, really attention to detail, and really everything is quality 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 everybody really goes to such extremes i feel like which i mean that's that's great but people really go ahead and go all out to make sure they give the best possible let's break down this kind of philosophy and autonomy here the extent on how you create the finest quality cannabis possible this luxury which they just said was 80 dollars for an eighth of a jar so now quote this was being said about what was said about uh, a golden state quote we control the entire infrastructure from the genetics to the cultivation of, to the nutrients everything is hand trimmed all the way to the packaging the distribution even to the point of sale we want to be held accountable for the entire process on top of that 
all of our cardboard and labels are from recycled material and specifically designated forests. And now we're looking to explore recycled glass. You use hydroelectric power for cultivation. You use snow melt water right off of Mount Shasta at 44 degrees. We don't treat it, and that's one of the things that makes our flowers special. End quote. Now, this is being, you're, you're, what you're being doing this, right, this cultivation is being done three hours north of Napa Valley, three hours west of Humboldt County. So, obviously, there's real attention to this kind of thing. Now, I was wondering, do you feel like you're trying to bring together the best at both environments, procuring and handling flour the way Golden State does? Because, like, the Napa Valley kind of thing comes to me like that. Okay, the oak barrels, you know, 12, 15 years, age kind of thing. is like that much attention to detail and effort. I think, you know, to your question, both of those areas are known for their production of high-end artisanal products, right? Whether it be, you know, small batch award-winning wine or, you know, Humboldt, obviously the Emerald Triangle has been known for decades for the finest cannabis produced. Um, You know, there just truly are artists in both of those areas that are, you know, love their craft, have a tremendous amount of skill, um, a tremendous amount of attention to detail. You know, they truly are artists. So, you know, our team is no different than that. Um, you know, we are located where we are because of, you know, we rely on the natural elements, the snow melt from Mount Shasta. We rely on hydroelectric power, um, you know, the climate, uh, you know, um, so all of that is important. But, you know, I think the parallel is that our team of cultivators truly are artists themselves, very much like the very best winemakers in Napa and very much like the legacy cannabis cultivators of Humboldt. So, you know, we do take inspiration, but we also are very much passionate about what we do and innovating and producing the highest level of cannabis product. It's amazing that there's that much work put into it, but... Uh, for my own sake, I'm just curious what it is that, why is it that about that with, uh, I mean, I know it's just probably proximity that you're able to go and put this together, but just out of curiosity, this is a, maybe a dumb question. What What is it about snow melt water, snow melt water that makes a big difference when it comes to the quality of the cannabis you grow? Just the, just the purity? I, I think, yeah, I think it's the purity, right? Um, you know, it's the fu- fundamental building block of plants, right? Is water, water and light. Um, so starting with the purest form of water, you know, we're able to then control the, the next steps of the cycle, which are clean nutrients, a combination of organic and biomineral nutrients, a clean environment, um, a high intellectual property of cultivation, which ultimately when you combine all of those elements, it leads to the level of flour that we produce consistently. Um, which has been, you know, deemed as some of the highest quality, if not the highest quality available in the state of California. Exactly. So let's go ahead and continue this. We're going to go ahead and talk more here with Nishat Reddy. He is, you know, co-founder of A Golden State. Make sure to put the A in front. It's like if you were looking at the front of the phone book, that's where you'd find it. First page, A Golden State. We'll talk more with Nishat in just a moment. But first... The 2019 United States Cannabis Conference Expo. Yes, you get to this point. You say, don't skip it. 
Don't skip the commercials yet. No, 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 no. You got to hear because I have more information for you, so you don't have to go ahead and do that. Take a listen to some of the things we have coming up at the show. Again, we're going to have sessions like Living a Cannabis Lifestyle. What does that look like? We're going to have a, a wonderful panel by the folks at KGK Science doing CBD research for the supplement industry in North America, advanced cultivation techniques, cannabis branding to the mainstream, CBD, THC, and the rest of the cannabinoids. We'll have a featured CBD and pets panel. We'll have panels on digital marketing, tax regulation, distribution companies, incorporating cannabis therapy for chronic conditions, so much more. Because honestly, what we've done this year, we really changed around the agenda. A lot of different new, refreshing panels for you to go ahead and check out. Great panelists that are going to be on as well. It's still being put up, and you can take a look at the agenda right now at usccexpo.com. Take a look at the speakers we're going to be having at the show as well. And at the same time, hit that big register button on the front of the website and go register and get your tickets now. August 3rd and 4th, those are the dates. Mark it on your calendar. The cliches continue. Book your passes. uh, Get your flight tickets. Get the room. Join us for the show. You have to be there. Among any other cannabis conference show that you go to this year, this is one that should be on your calendar. We hope you'll join us for that. This August 3rd and 4th, Miami, Florida, the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami, the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. The website, usccexpo.com. Put it ingrained in your head, usccexpo.com. Give yourself a reminder. Put a note on your iPhone. Whatever you have to do, make sure to go check out the website today. Do it now as we go to commercial break. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Nashant Reddy, the CEO and co-founder of A Golden State. Now, Nashant, I noticed you made an argument that I've been talking about for months here on the show. And this is where I'm going to quote you. This is also for GreenEntrepreneur.com, which I referenced earlier. Quote, 
California still has a rampant problem with illegal dispensaries. Roughly 3.5 illegal dispensaries to legal ones. God, that's horrible. As a licensed producer working with licensed retailers, we all pay tax, and so there's a higher cost of production and distribution. Now, end quote. Now, another major obstacle in California is the expiration of temporary cultivation licenses. You have to stop doing business or you're doing it illegally. The state has now stopped the renewal process just due to lack of resources, end quote there. Now, when a Golden State is taking extensive measures, do you feel like other companies, while they should meet regulatory compliance, would be served best to go above and beyond and why? Uh, no, I don't think they need to follow the same path that we're taking. I think that, you know, again, cannabis is no different than any other consumer product good and founders and executive teams of, you know, their companies can make decisions that they think are appropriate for their companies and for their consumers. You know, um, I would never claim that what we do is the absolute right way and that everyone should follow us. You know, we made a decision in the path that we wanted to pursue. Um, we made a very conscious decision in the type of products that we wanted to create. Um, and we stayed true to that course. Um, you know, I think for other licensed cannabis entities, you know, as long as they follow the regulations and they're above board and they're operating legally and ethically, then, you know, they're doing everything correct. And then what they do thereafter is up to them. And, you know, it's a conversation between them and their consumer base. And I didn't want to put anything uh, that you would, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything like that. But I mean, I will say that when I try to answer, ask that question, my idea was not necessarily the path that I need to follow you all the way to what you do in terms of what your company does. But in my opinion only, is that every company should strive harder to succeed past the compliance. That's where I'm coming from with that. I really feel like that's something that it should be not hard to attain. And I just feel like there's been some discussions I've heard, and I'm not going to try to make any point, point out anybody out there, because of the fact that I've heard some things that there could be better were in terms of what one state might have as compliance. California might not have exactly the same compliance, but that's what I'm saying from that perspective. There is a level that needs to be reached, but that should be internally brought in within each company that, you know, there's a bar that California sets, but I would say to exceed the bar in any way, because that only serves the industry best. I, I agree with that. And I think, you know, I think one thing to take into account is the fact that this is very much a nascent industry, right? You know, California has only been adult use legal for less than a year and a half. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of education that needs to be done uh, amongst the consumers and a lot of really great companies, a, a lot of really great advocates are out there every single day trying to get the right information out there to consumers. And I think, you know, podcasts like this are another conduit for consumers to become educated. And I think like any other maturing consumer product industry, as consumers become more and more educated, they will make conscious decisions um, and find the brands and the companies that are in line with their beliefs, their value systems, the type of products that they want, the type of standards that they want the companies to hold. And I think over time, it will force a natural shakeout, right? And the best companies will stay around. And people that are kind of, you know, just, you know, getting by or as you said, barely doing any more than what is the baseline will probably not, you know, stay as relevant or have as much success, you know, in the future. Exactly. And and I do agree with all of that right there. So 
What I want to ask you now, is there recently in the Sacramento Business Journal, I'm kind of digging around for stories here, quote, for several years, states across the country have been grappling with decisions about whether to le- rec- legalize recreational cannabis, or adult-use cannabis, we like to say. But for states like California that have moved ahead with legalization, it is clear that the decision to legalize was the only the beginning. Figure out how to successfully regulate and secure tax revenue from this industry has proven to be a far greater challenge. So now, that being said, a Golden State is looking to expand into new markets. Talk to me about what obstacles you expect to encounter with that expansion based on your experience with California. You know, I think there's inevitably a disconnect with what um, policymakers and bureaucrats are looking to achieve and their general understanding of what is required to make these industries successful versus the pressure that is then put on cannabis entrepreneurs and operators, right? So, you know, as you touched upon earlier, in California, some of these examples are the illegal dispensaries, the current black market, the expiration of temporary licenses. All of these are things that are are um, impediments for licensed operators to be as successful as possible, and for the industry as a whole to be as successful as possible. Right? You know, just like you said, California missed their mark in terms of tax revenue. You know, why did that happen? It's not because of cannabis operators. It's because the infrastructure to support the industry and the resources required from the state were not adequate. Um, you know, and I don't think it's any different in new states. You know, we're working currently to open up in a few eastern states, and it's very much an educational process. You know, um, the eastern states tend to be a little bit more green, if you will, um, in terms of the benefits, the differences between medicinal and adult use. Um, and really, they're all focused on tax revenue without truly getting granular in regards to what is really required and what is really fair in terms of an ask for cannabis businesses in order to make this industry as a whole successful. But I can tell you one thing. There might be some similarities in certain markets, but I'll tell you, there are some states where I look at now, and it's just ridiculous. When I talk to people from Hawaii or Illinois most recently with a new bill that just passed, and the things that are, I feel like they're just booby traps that are being put together by these governments on what to do, on what to, what is allowed and what they can be able to do. When it comes to California, I just feel like it's just a tax situation that's the most part. And at the moment, with all the cracking down, and I've, I've prefaced the New York Times article from April that went ahead and extensively talked about the situation with the black market, with the tax issues. And when it comes to what you would need to do to try to, you know, just just in the home state of being able to go ahead and keep business well and manage the tax situation that California brings up when they're not making enough on taxes to feel like they're feeling good about, you know, having the legalization put into place. That's what Gavin Newsom, at least, you know, uh, paraphrasing is kind of is hinting at. And now just recently, uh, there is word that even though tax relief might not come soon at the state level for the California cannabis industry, did hear at least the excise tax is not going to go up at least coming up next month in July. Uh, the 60%, the, so the, the, the State Department's Tax and Fee Administration confirmed that to uh, email to Marijuana Business Daily, the 60% markup rate that provides the basis for the excise tax will remain unchanged. Um, but there was also an attempt to try to go ahead and temporarily lower uh, cannabis taxes with Dinah Committee last month. 
that's got to be an issue that must be really rough to deal with. When you have, again, we mentioned before in the previous break about, or just or just started this segment, about the tech situation, about the black market thing, um, I guess there is no choice but to, you know, if your product is going to be that much more uh, pricey, there's no, what else can you do? Part of it has to be that tax situation that's just not going to relieve itself. Yeah, it's, you're kind of putting pressure in two different ways, right? You know, you're keeping tax high, but then you're not giving the appropriate support to the industry, to the retail operators to then be successful. And again, it comes back to, consu- you know, it's, it's not the responsibility of consumers, right? Um, if you have five dispensaries on a certain block and one of them is legal, you can't expect the consumer to know which one of those five is legal, right? And then you can't necessarily put that ownership on the the consumer to then make the decision in terms of, you know, what is right versus price sensitivity. And that's a lot of the problem. And so until this is fixed, um, you know, we're going to kind of have this continuous problem. The other problem is that the word doesn't get out about how to try to work on this. And, you know, you know you, that's, and of course, I'm reading that story from uh, Marijuana Business Daily. That's great. But, you know, what does the mainstream media tell us about? I see a story today about the California cannabis industry about, oh, possessing marijuana in prison is not a felony, according to California says. This is what's important. Thank you. Uh, I tell you, some of the things I read here that, you know, just it's, a, it's an ongoing battle. And I always feel like the industry is always trying to roll the ball up the hill to try to stay on top without it having rolled back. But that's just me here. Anyway, I'm here with Nishant Reddy the CEO and co-founder of A Golden State here on Blunt Business. We're going to be back with final questions with him in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. 
That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with final questions with Nishant Reddy, the CEO and co-founder of Golden State. And as you mentioned at the start of the show, uh, Nishant is also the managing partner of Satya Capital. Let's talk about Satya Capital now. Quote, it is a minority-owned, minority-led business. It's a little bit of a rarity in the cannabis industry. We take a lot of pride in helping the communities we work with, and we take a lot of pride in giving opportunities to inner cities, minorities, people less fortunate. End quote. Now, talk to me about how you came to be so conscious to intersect so many different aspects important to you into your work. I think, you know, for me and my partner, Simone Saras, um, we really look at this as a far greater opportunity than just building profitable businesses. Um, it's a unique opportunity, right, for everyone. Um, we're, we're creating an industry out of basically nothing, right? We're, we're converting an otherwise illegal industry and making it legal. You know, and the last time this happened, as we all know, was over 100 years ago. So, you know, I think there's a tremendous amount of responsibility we all have um, for those who are in the industry to, to, to harness the tremendous amount of good that can be created. And I think, you know, Simone and I both being minorities, it is much more apparent to us. You know, we're both children of first generation immigrants to this country. Um, it's very, you know, near and dear to us. So we really try to do good while we build the businesses that we're involved in. Um, you know, like we talked about in California, we're investing in alternative energy, sustainable packaging, um, you know, uh, hiring veterans. As we expand into other states, we're really focusing on building our um, businesses within inner cities, creating jobs, um, you know, vocational education, because, you know, the way we see it is you don't necessarily need to be a licensed holder to benefit from legalization. You know, there's a tremendous amount of job opportunity, service service providers, HVAC techs, plumbing, all of these jobs that are necessary. And so we really try to work with local vocational schools, give them the industry knowledge that they need so that people in the community can find jobs and understand the nuances of working within the cannabis industry. Um, within that, you know, we're passionate about things like expungement and um, decriminalizing cannabis. So, you know, all of that just comes from just you know, a point of passion, nothing else. So as I go to your website and take a look at it, it's agoldenstate.com. Remember the A in front of it, or else you're going to look at Warriors coverage about how they lost the NBA finals. <laughs> but uh, either which way, make sure to go take a look. A Golden State is not a brand or a place. It's a state of being. So as people go on, as I direct listeners to go to look at the website, agoldenstate.com, uh, real quickly, take a minute to talk to our listeners about, uh, again, what it is that you're able to provide and what it is that you're doing from all the work that you're doing in terms of growing your product through Mount Shasta Snowmelt and going through all the different areas of uh, being able to cultivate this very rich and obviously very luxurious, real luxury product that's out there. Tell us more about how they can get their hands on it and what you have available in terms of uh, the products that you have right now available. So we right now focus on you know, high quality artisanal cannabis flower. Um, the reason we focus on that is, um, you know, obviously my partner, Robert Masterson is considered a legend within the cultivation space. And we both believe that flower is the, um, building block of all other cannabis products. So 
we wanted to build a company where consumers could feel confident and know that they were getting that consistency and accountability with cannabis flower so that, you know, any other product that we rolled out over the next year, they knew they were getting that same level of quality, consistency, and accountability. Um, you know, they can find a Golden State product throughout California. We're sold in around 50 different dispensaries, including MedMen, Urban Leaf, Spark, Barbary Coast, um, and a host of others. Um, we're, we're constantly expanding the number of dispensaries we work with. Um, and the goal would be to be sold closer to, you know, twice that many dispensaries by the end of this year. Fantastic. So, again, throughout California, make sure to go look for it. Now, uh, tell me about the expansion or what uh, markets are you looking to expand into? What are you looking at? So, right now, our focus is definitely New Jersey, Connecticut, and New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here on the West Coast, just expansion within California. All right, fantastic. Well, I really do appreciate you taking time to talk to us here in the shop. I'll take a couple minutes to talk about, you know, where I can ramp on the government and the mainstream media when it comes to California and the cannabis industry. Obviously, when every time we talk about this, I just it just kind of just ramps things up, and I just feel like I need to bring it more to the forefront. So again, Nishant Reddy, founder, managing partner of Sacha Capital, and CEO, co-founder of A Golden State. Thanks for making time to join us. I really appreciate it. Thank you again for having us. It was a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure was ours as equally. So again. Again, Blumbus is brought to you by the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Again, it's in Miami, Florida, August 3rd and 4th. Just go ahead and log on to usccexpo.com. Get your tickets. Join us there. We hope to see you there. And as for the show, thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business for another episode. You can download all of our past episodes, including this one. Go to CannabisRadio.com, which is a station is we're so happy to have the show on the network. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.